Welcome to Upwards, brought to you by Up B2B, where brands go to thrive and grow. I'm Mel Daggett, Strategy and Insight Manager, and today I'm joined by Peter Davis, our Creative Director. So Peter, hi, thanks for joining me. Thank you very much. Thanks. It's great to have you. So for those of you who don't know him, Peter is also a portrait artist, a figurative artist, focusing on the interactions between people and technology. So very well placed for the topic that we have today. And that is what makes a great digital idea. Yeah, interesting topic. It's, <laughs> it's really, a big one. Yeah, it's a powerful one. It's a rich one and it's certainly something we spend a lot of our time thinking about. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to re- start by rephrasing that, I think. We talk about... You said what makes a great digital idea, and I'd like to flip that round a little bit and say, okay, what makes a great idea that I think these days predominantly is digital? So I think I think that's an interesting way to look at it because uh, creativity expresses itself in so many ways. But I think, like the work that I do when I do my my paintings, it is very much about uh, uh, as zeitgeist and the spirit of the age, uh, and that is so digitally driven these days you know it is the it is the currency of our of our times so yeah a great idea that that is digital i think is is the way that i would i would look at it i'm really glad you said that actually this is something that we will touch on a little bit later as we're talking today but something that i think is really important to say is that this is very much about the marriage between creativity about idea creation and generation and digital not just the digital or the technology that goes with it and I think that's one of the key reasons that we wanted to talk about this really is I think the two seem to have become a little bit disjointed and there's a number of reasons for that which we will cover in more detail but it's a massive problem for B2B because so many journeys begin online and technology is becoming more and more advanced and digital marketing strategy is becoming more sophisticated to go up with that. And I think the whole opportunity that that presents is one that can be quite overwhelming and quite scary. But on the flip side of that, it, like we say, it is a massive opportunity because when B2B buyers are considering a purchase, only 17% of the time that they spend searching is spent talking to potential suppliers. So all of the rest of that is going to be digitally driven or them doing their information gathering. So about 30% of the time spent researching independently is done online. And when comparing multiple options, that 17% can reduce to 5 or 6. So 5 or 6% of the whole decision-making process is actually spent talking to a person versus using technology and experiencing the brand in a digital sense. Absolutely. I think times are changing fast. And technology is is certainly driving that change. Another interesting point is that if you look at a, a really key audience in terms of B two B and 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 the kind of decision makers and and leaders that are coming through in businesses, that eighteen to thirty four year olds now represent almost half of all B two B buyers. And I think that's a a really interesting point to have front of mind, and certainly something that I do when I when I work on creative campaigns. You know, and so so therefore, with that audience particularly, you know, digital is the primary way to kind of reach them and engage with them, which makes digital creativity absolutely uh, key to what what we need to do in in our field, really. So, if we're thinking then about digital creativity, what are the areas in which that can play out in terms of how that interacts with a brand or interacts with the identity of a business? Well, you know, like with with all the work that we do you know be it offline or online it's all about reaching the right person at the right time you know with the right message and I think certainly you know there's a bit of 
of housekeeping in terms of getting your digital brand right. It's about understanding what your brand's online personality is all about, having an outstanding digital presence, your website, uh, nailing all your your content marketing is, is absolutely key, but that is a given. Those are essentials. And I think it's certainly something that when you come to it, that's kind of out, out of the equation in terms of consideration because they're, they're a given. I think the other things that we need to think about are other ways to use digital and technology to really engage people in very interesting and uh, refreshing ways. Yeah, and I think that's quite an interesting point in itself because I think a lot of B2B marketers think about digital as a vehicle to campaigns. And apart from the website, which is obviously a more consistent experience, what we are seeing more and more of is digital being used to supplement and complement customer experience and to enhance the ongoing customer relationship. And that's something that's potentially left out of particular stereotypes with digital or the way that it's being thought about. Um, Of course, it is so important with that first impression and that first interaction with the brand and you don't get a chance to undo that. And I think when you're setting that first reputation building stance of who you are as a brand or a business online, then that's something that's so important, like you say, to get right. So thinking about the creative and the digital world, there's a bit of history here. I think what we've seen um, and we've been talking about a little bit, obviously, off the podcast is this disconnection between the two fields and thinking of creativity is typically designers or people that are artists or interested in more tangibly creative pursuits and then digital being more of a rationally pursued field associated with precision and accuracy and maths and science behind it. So how do you think, from what you've seen in the creative field, how are we doing in B2B in terms of fusing the creative and digital worlds. Do you know what? I, I think, Mel, there's been a, a bit of a misconception here that B2B is, is less emotive and, and more rational, really. But I actually think that's that's really wrong. Mm. You know, I think, you know, if you're looking at emotional versus uh, rational decision-making, you know, people are making decisions in B2B based on, on their emotions and based on a gut feeling, based on a sense that this is my type of brand, you know, I belong to this tribe or or that tribe, you know, they really do feel like, yeah, I'm going to go with those guys because they just feel right. Mm. And 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 it's, there's much more emotional decision making than we think about really. So I think that's that's really important to, to kind of establish, you know, we are at the end of the day, we are the same people that are addicted to scrolling our, our Instagram feed. You know, we are the same people that will go home and watch a bit of telly. You know, we are the same people that go to the supermarket. So there's a lot of B2C marketing kind of traits and, and things that I think we can apply to B2B more than more than we do. But, you know, coming back to that feeling, it really is understanding your audience, thinking about how they behave online, how are they consuming media in, in all different forms. You know, and then it comes down to, to what they trust and what they feel, what matters to them. And it's, it's bringing all that into the mix when you start to look at creative engagement, certainly in digital, but all across all channels. Absolutely. And that especially understanding the audience. I mean, we can't bang the drum for that, the importance of that enough. And it's something that, that we will talk about when we start to get to the more practical tips of this episode But what do you think then is the opportunity of bringing both of those sides together? I know you mentioned there, obviously, the emotional and the rational marriage, which is something that is so important for B2B. 
and something that we actually talked about in our last episode of seeing emotional, not in a sense of necessarily direct feeling that you can identify, but sometimes just having a gut instinct about something and like you say, trust or the concept of credibility, all of those things feeding into it. If we can get the creative and the digital side working together, there's a massive opportunity there, isn't there? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, digital technology and, and platforms allow us to be much more creative uh, than a lot of traditional media. You know, if you look at things like gamification, you know, interactive experiences, you know, geo filters, virtual reality, AR, mixed reality, you know, 3D printing, facial recognition, deep fake, uh, you know, in my head are all these things whizzing around that that are are very much part of our vernacular, but also the way we're engaging with content, trying things out, mucking about, uh, using digital technology these days. And I think, I think as a creative, um, you know, I'm a bit of a sponge. You know, I go, I go around with my eyes wide open. I, I think it's important to soak all that up, soak up our digital addiction, um, and then really pick from that like a bit of a, uh, a bit of a toy box, really. Uh, uh, how we can reach people, how we can engage with people, how we can persuade. Um, our, our core audiences that we're aiming at. You talked at the beginning about about how I'm a, I'm a figurative painter. You know, I think I see this uh, as, as kind of a creative palette, really. In that, you know, I put it. We put it all on the palette, uh, and it's about mixing those things together and creating something that is that is really unique from being a bit of a magpie and, and stealing from that smorgasbord of of digital technologies that are really coming through. Um, I think I think it's 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 absolutely fascinating. Uh, what's going on at the moment and you know everybody's doing it we're all kind of pulling from different sources and creating something that is that is really interesting there's a there's a lot of work out there that is really engaging at the moment Mm. and I think you're right about the context at the moment it's such an interesting time to have this conversation because we're in such a sporadic and erratic culture with data And we hear about WikiLeaks stories that have been corrupting political campaigns. Obviously, Cambridge Analytica is a massive one. Anyone who's listening, I highly recommend watching The Great Hack. It's absolutely fascinating. But I think the stories that make the news, the real news about data, are the ones that are designed to scare because they are scary. And I think the side of it that's missing is the opportunity, like we're saying, of what digital can and technology can actually enable you to do. And technology very much is a vehicle to do more. And you mentioned geofilters. I saw something fascinating um, popped up on LinkedIn, actually, um, at the weekend. And it was working with uh, Amy, the, basically the AA of Australia, and teaming up with Spotify to identify a certain stretch of road that there were a lot of fatalities and injuries and accidents happening on. So using geofilters with Spotify to actually input traffic warnings and road warnings so that people had this immersive experience that actually made people safer. And I think while the campaign run, there were no accidents whatsoever. And I think they went down about 60% following the campaign running. So it's that kind of positive light in which the stories are sort of buried because they are so specific. And I think we're starting to get into now what makes a great digital idea is a good brief and I think what makes a good brief is really understanding the problem that you're trying to solve. I think you're right. I think I think one of the things up is we, we very much believe in, in making B2B more human. And I think that piece you've, you've talked about in terms of road safety is absolutely where it's at. 
I think one thing we we do, and I know you're acutely aware of this, is is that you know it's about starting with that insight about people, how people think, how people behave, and then creating impactful creative based on that. And that is a great case study in terms of creative and, and digital really coming together beautifully. I've got another one for you, which which is a company called Trimble, who make uh, hardware and software for in the building industry, and they've been working with Hololens for a little bit, and they they are the first going to be the people that are going to have the first commercial application for HoloLens 2. Um, HoloLens, obviously, uh, Microsoft uh, product, mm. very much coming out of Xbox and gaming in the B2C world, in entertainment. And I think um, what I find most fascinating is how companies and brands like Trimble are doing, is they're now uh, applying that purely to um, business applications. So uh, they've created this, obviously, mixed reality HoloLenses. So it's uh, it's uh, glasses, you know, headgear that you, you can put and you can see things. You see real life, but you can see overlays and things. And they're starting to, to uh, produce a product that's aimed at architects and specifiers uh, so they can go onto site, onto a building site and see in real time their plans and their models that they've created in real time in the space or if a wall's been built you can actually see in in 360 uh, where that pipework is behind that wall you know it's absolutely beautiful little little things that are going to change people's um, careers change change people's lives help make uh, processes uh, smoother but it's a really beautiful clever creative application of technology really and obviously born out of really understanding the problems that their customers were having and not looking at necessarily what was at their disposal but creating something that would solve that problem and i think that's exactly what we mean by a good brief is truly understanding what challenge are your customers having important questions like who are your audience um, but also what is your single-minded proposition for this and what do you want to get out of this? So I think this is something that maybe doesn't get enough airtime is perhaps when a piece is done because it has to be done rather than thinking about the longer term out of that of what knock-on effect are you trying to create with this piece of collateral or digital or creative or this idea. And I think that's something that when it's really focused, I mean, obviously you'll know more about this than me, but really focused briefs that lock down those boundaries, we tend to find get a much better response from the creative team because they know exactly where they can and can't go it's a funny one it's a it's a bit of a there's a bit of a dichotomy to that isn't there really because as as a creative you know i love a blank sheet of paper really um but but equally it's really important um you know to have those boundaries that you can uh, you know where to play and where not to play really it's kind of like having a a privet fence around your playground you know (laughs) have a run around but you know where you've got to know where to stop really and i think and I think, you know, having a really well thought through brief initially from the client, uh, but if not with, with the planning teams and the strategists like yourself, talking to the client and really boiling down who are we aiming at? What are we saying? What do we want them to think? What do we want them to do? You know, when I started in the industry, there was a book that came out called The Want Makers. And I, and I really like the name of the title of that book because I do consider myself a want maker and I am very practical in terms of. I know my role within the business. It's about persuasion. It's about uh, making someone want to do and buy something that maybe they hadn't thought about. And so I think it is about a direct response, getting someone to do something and and coming back to the brief and having those ingredients so that when we start coming up with a creative idea, we know what the output needs to be. You know, it's not just for the fun of being wacky or creative or, you know, having a, 
a sponsored bit of shenanigans going on. It is it is very much about understanding how to reach an audience, how to get into their heads. There's a great other phrase that which is the squeaky wheel gets the grease, and I'm a great believer in that. Really, when I when I work on creative campaigns and I re- review creative work and design work from my team, you know, it is looking at it and thinking, does that stop me in my tracks? Is that going to communicate what it needs to? Is that going to create a response? And I certainly think those things apply as they always have done to to the work that we do now that is driven by you know people's uh, places where they where they dwell which you know if it is if it is in the on the digital channels it's still we still need to stop them we still need to make a point mm. and that in itself is such an interesting point coming back to the emotional and rational dichotomy but also or not dichotomy that the emotional and rational coexistence and just jumping ahead a little bit to how things are measured this is such an interesting one as i think the nature of digital platforms is that they are intrinsically measurable and we can put money on a sponsored platform and leads will come out the bottom and we can use attribution models to figure out exactly where they've come from or the data will just tell us that and it's a luxury as marketeers to be able to have that kind of visibility but one thing that we have been talking about a little bit more is is that what you were describing it's that gut instinct about creative is do I really get excited about it and of course does it hit the business objectives and does it meet or help us to meet those but really, can I say that I love this idea and I would I would back this and put it's my name on factor. it? It's the X factor. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you're right. I think for for all the for all the chin rubbing and uh, and stats and information and proof points, you know, it does come back to a feeling. And I think yeah, it needs something that is that just works and this gets you and gets in your head. Mm. Um, you know, there's there's um, coming back to data and, uh, and knowledge. You know, there's a real big difference between data and knowledge, and I think it is a, is about reading the lines and kind of reading between the lines. And I think we certainly, you know, you can't argue with a good bit of metric in terms of response and engagement. But I, I think some sometimes people are engaging on a brand level, and things are getting into people's heads, and they don't necessarily quantify that in a, a result that you can sometimes measure in black and white. It is about a feeling. And it comes back to that, that piece I said before about emotional and rational. It's kind of like tangible and intangible, really. And I think that's an important thing that we need to remember. And I think sometimes can get overlooked in the face of black and white stats. Um, but when it comes to, like I say, that business decision making, sometimes there is an emotional gut feel that you go, do you know what? I feel like I'm going to go this way. Mm. Or at the back of my mind, I remember a brand or company that did this. Um, and I think that uh, that is this this intangible X factor. And I think creativity can certainly get into our heads. And we pull from that at the time we want to. You know, we remember things. We, we remember a conversation with somebody that said something about a brand or a product we want. And I think, you know, it isn't often black and white. It's the shades of grey. It's the bit in between actually that's where the that's where the gold lies i think that's the real challenge that we have with measurability and especially bringing creativity into that and there's been a lot of conversations that i've seen um, going on in various online media sources in our industry about how you measure creativity and the conversation diverts to how do you measure effectiveness 
of creativity. And I think this is one of those areas that is really tough to pin down because you're hitting your KPIs, it's moving you towards your business objectives, but there are always those intangibles that are potentially reshaping the way that somebody thinks about the brand or like you say they remember something that just sticks with them so it is increasing awareness but it might not be used for a good couple of years depending on the buying cycle of the industry that we're talking about and I think when you can't attribute necessarily to those outcomes it becomes almost discredited to measure for them because it either takes so long and marketing tenureship is decreasing or because it's just so damn hard to do that people can't. So it's missed completely. Fundamentally, what it comes down to is understanding how your customers are behaving. And if you're able to spot that loyalty over time and understand that it is having that positive effect on it because of how you really understand your buying cycles or your customers' buying cycles and you can link those together, then it actually does link into another point that makes a great digital idea or great idea in digital, which is it must be driven by an insight into human behaviour. And I think something that could be quite dangerous is thinking about technology in a sense that decouples it from the people that should be using it. And technology really is designed for the user or should be. Good technology should be designed for the user to solve a user problem. Um, And there's a number of examples that I think we can reach for here that demonstrate great stories of where this has worked well. Yeah, I think for me, one of the absolute beautiful things about digital technology is the ability to produce content and work that targets people on a a one-to-one. You know, you can reach so many people, you know, with a a one-to-one message like you, you could never have done 15 years ago. You know, and I think that's really, really interesting. You know, you look at personalised URLs, for instance, just as an e- as an easy one. Pearls. You know, I think that is a. You know, there is we've we've gone through a time where it w- would have been impossible to 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 talk to someone on a one to one that you don't know, or maybe you, like you say, it's about loyalty and you do understand them, but you just want to have a have a one on one engagement about about a piece. And I think, you know, there's a whole new level of personalisation and curated content based on data that is coming through uh, right now and I think that that is really um, interesting you know we touched a little bit before on on GPS and and interactivity to 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 create content so if I'm in a you know particular place or you know uh, if it's about motion gesture and I'm in it I'm in a particular place and creating a particular movement and I can deliver something to somebody that's in a particular place and it's just really absolutely fantastic that technology has got so many facets to it that creatively you can really engage with people like never before it's such a uh, such a wonderful palette of of creative opportunity that is getting that is getting broader and broader as the time goes on and like I say you you know if you've got your eyes wide open you can bring it all with you and then it's about applying that. And I think from a brand point of view, I would say to, to marketeers to really be uh, willing to, to try something new. And I think another nice thing about digital is that you can give something a go. In the old days of black and white, you know, you used to have to invest uh, in a lot of money to create a, a, you know, a TV campaign or a poster campaign. Uh, and it was a one-way conversation. And, it, and you put all your eggs in one basket and you, and you did it. But I think with digital now, you can try some it and give it a go and you know with our expertise you know you would place your bet said it's going to work and going to really drive it but it's also about trying things and if it doesn't work then you can try something else and you can evolve it and i think you know iterative uh, creative and campaign development is absolutely good mm. i think as well to to build on that i think that 
kind of challenge and that bravery that we're encouraging doesn't have to be for huge projects I think just a little bit of experimentation can go a really long way and and bringing that back to to understanding human behavior one example that I love and it's so simple is to tackle commuter problems um, of speeding and erratic driving around Manchester and it's notorious that the traffic has been anybody who's around Manchester that's listening to this will completely understand the Regent Road saga and it's just been as simple as TFGM utilizing digital signage that are obviously so changeable to be inherently topical in the way that they ask people to drive considerately. So whether that's using If You Want to Be My Lover by Spice Girls and using the lyrics of that to fit into If You Want to Get Home Safely or to connect it to a football match that's on uh, or one that I saw this morning which was in the Pride Colours um, and it's about expressing love and for other people and, and care and understanding that people have to sometimes take pull out in front of you. Uh, something that's so, so simple that does just kind of knock you out of your routine and make you think, oh, okay, yeah, there's a person in that it's car. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, but this is this is just a digital display, isn't it? Exactly. On the side of a road, this is not this is not a person, and yet all of a sudden, you know, those those LED uh, lights have now got a personality and a and a feel, so that even though I'm utterly frustrated um, because I'm stuck in traffic or whatever, whatever situation might be, I'm reading this sign and it, and it makes me smile and that makes me feel better for the whole situation a little bit and, and it makes me feel better for Transport for Greater Manchester. It makes me feel like, do you know what, I'm slightly less frustrated about it because I know there's a human at the other end of that uh, and I know, you know, they'd be just as frustrated as me now and it's not their fault and all these sort of things. It comes back to tone of voice and, and brand and, you know, technology might be the method of delivery but there's still humans uh, behind that and, and, we, and we're talking to humans and, and I think come back to the, the tone of voice of a brand the actions of a brand the values of a brand our values are up you know uh, a key value that that we believe in is being inquisitive uh, and that is about immersing ourselves in the world and what's going on and another one is about being agile you know and we say that as change makers you know, we, we want to have a curious mindset. We are insatiable learners. You know, we are passionate about embracing change and continually adapting in order to create really interesting brand solutions. And things like things like that, you, you, about the signage you've just mentioned, is a great example of that. It's trying something else. And, it, and it's not expensive. It's just trying something that has got a bit of humanity coming through, and and uh, and I think I think it's it's really important in a creative execution is just to have a bit of flavour and not to be too dry. I think that's the beauty of it is it's something that is so testable because you can obviously attribute a small amount of an annual budget to something and very quickly test, learn, and improve and optimise, and that's something that's so exciting because you can actively learn what your audience do and don't like, and I think that that is one of our points as well here about what makes a great idea in digital is bravery and being able to to take that opportunity to to test something and to to run with it and and use it as a learning opportunity and another one that that we'd love to talk about is again linked to insight but it's about creating an experience it's not just thinking about a single touch point but it's a collective and cohesive digital experience using an idea one example that we have been talking about was um, the EY Robots campaign um, that I know you saw, Peter, in Frankfurt Airport. Yeah. Do you want to give us a, a bit of a rundown of that? Okay, so e- EY, um, you know, um, a big company, everyone will know who EY are. You know, this was this was a campaign that they did to promote their uh, kind of technological, innovative uh, capabilities 
Um, and it was particularly around a message around digital transformation, which is obviously something we're all we're all going uh, going through and have been for a while. Um, so they came up with this idea, uh, which was aimed specifically at C-suite business travellers, uh, but it was using digital displays and some out-of-home poster um, facilities at specifically at uh, Frankfurt Airport. It had these cameras that when you walk past these displays, you would turn into on screen, you would turn into a, a robot. Um, and you, so you could do your do your movement, and all of a sudden there was a there was a robot looking back at you, doing exactly the same thing uh, and mimicking your movements as you as you as you pass by. It's just a bit of fun, but you know, again, it's about cutting through and stopping and engaging. This was a huge hit, and it stopped people. Uh, they had a bit of a, a a bit of a wiggle in front of the camera, and they could see this robot doing it. But you know, just having a bit of creative imagination and fun allowed you then, um, or allowed EY then, to communicate a really important message about their digital transformation capabilities. And it was a huge hit, you know. And I think if some clients listen to this, think, oh well, you know, that's that's all well and good, but you know, uh, Frankfurt Airport is is a very a small targeted space. I think one thing is about creating content around that idea too, um, you know, and PR in it and leveraging it to tell the story. And I think a lot of brands are now seeing that they can trial something, but then also use that as a case study to communicate that message to, to a wider audience. You know, we kind of go on LinkedIn, don't we? And we, we'll have a scroll and we'll we'll see a, a link about a project or a campaign and we'll click on it. And I think, and I think so I would say to people, give it a go, like you say, let's be a little bit brave, let's try something, let's dip our toe in the water on a bit of digital creativity and then let's leverage that story to communicate to a wider audience. I loved the message behind that campaign as well. I think, although it was so clever, it, it the insight there was that we have an inherent fear of automation removing a vast amount of jobs and it tapped into fears that robots lack the human limitations that would hold us back and therefore would take over our jobs. And so the message was that automation will only reach its full potential by learning from us. The title of the campaign being People and Technology Come Together. And I thought that was so nicely executed of understanding what the audience fears and challenges and emotions were and executing it in a a really fun and light-hearted way without it seeming like it was um, being too overbearing or preachy um, or or even too cuddly about it. it. It's just what it was, but it was just, it was such a clever execution that I think the message hit home too. I think one thing that is really important to say as well is that all these examples that we're using are obviously... Um, taken a, a lot of investment in time and are objectively really great even though we, we don't necessarily know all of the results from them but looking at them from a creative standpoint then we can appreciate them. I think one thing we really want to get across is creativity is not just design. Creativity is about how you're able to think and that of course that can be expressed through design but it also has so many other places that it lives so it, it comes back to solving problems, specific problems using technology so it's not just about buying media space and then and figuring out what to do with it it's about going deeper than that to understand the true nature of the problem and then creating this really tailored and specific solution that starts with an idea and can then go on to identify where that should live and how that should be communicated and as technology does kind of move on and become more advanced obviously the competition is just getting tighter and I think what we're really saying is here if, if we're 
playing it safe, then that's a surefire way to lose a competitive edge. But that doesn't mean that anybody can't think in a creative way to solve these kinds oh, totally, of problems. Totally, Cre- you know, creativity shouldn't just sit in the creative department. You know, creativity uh, is is something that everybody uh, needs to uh, apply to whatever they're doing. You know, in whatever department, whatever walk of life. You know, creativity um, isn't any one particular thing, but creativity is just the uh, the way you think about something. And I think the world is moving so fast. I think we just need to think creatively how, how we keep a hold of 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 things that are flying by us. Mm. You know, and I think. You know, one of the interesting things happening right now, and it's talking about, is is five G. You know, and how now that's um, right right on our heels, about to about to hit us. Uh, you know, and and that's going to deliver so many more opportunities to to us that are going to come through with our hyper connected world. You know, um, you know, and I think I think you know that with itself is going to bring opportunities for us to be more ambitious. Uh, and, and more creative with our with our plans, and it's going to bring mobile uh, to the fore even more than it does now. You know, which is a bit bonkers because we we are never away from our mobile devices. Um, you know, but what what is that going to bring in terms of the you know creativity in terms of digital content that we can deliver in real time? You know, in much more sophisticated uh, and richer ways. It's so exciting, and I think you know that level of creative thinking that uh, we all need to have a think about how we can uh, how we can really start to use things like 5g to really just bring to life uh, brand experiences um, like we haven't even thought about yet so to summarize everything that we've talked through today then what makes a great idea in digital it's a great brief really understanding the audience the challenge the problem that you're trying to solve the right ways of measuring and making use of that measurability. It's got to be driven by an insight into human behaviour and the technology and the, the people side cannot be decoupled, otherwise you're just left with something that, that is actually quite robotic. It's got to focus on creating an experience as well, not just single touch points, but thinking about the wider experience that your customer or user or prospect has beyond that. And then finally, just a little bit of bravery too, um, encouraging the testing and learning approach and and then optimising, obviously, and applying those learnings, but trying just something a little bit different and hopefully being surprised by the results that come with that. So, Peter, thanks so much for joining me today. It's been really great talking to you about everything. It's been a great topic and it's good to chat about it. Yeah, and I know we haven't really focused too much on touch points or specific channels today. So our next episode, Gareth is going to join us, who is our head of digital. So we'll be talking a little bit more about effectiveness in that sense. We'll link all of the references that we've mentioned today in the episode notes for anybody that wants to go and do a little bit more reading. Um, But other than that, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye.